I don't want to make this whole jail socks breakup about me, but I literally just got merch from them that I'd been waiting on for like a month. <laughs> That's what you fucking get, though. <laughs> That's exactly what you get. It kind of sucks. Their little logo looks like Schoolhouse Rock a lot to me. Yeah, I think it's what it is. Like, they've definitely taught me about the Constitution at some point. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of the the Blue Meanies from uh, Yellow Submarine. Kind of, yeah. It was around the time we were watching it, so I was like, ooh, Beatles. Beatles. Don't shake your head at Beatles. You went down a weird rabbit hole of... I remember going to the antique mall and you kept like ringing the little doorbell to unlock like the glass things and that guy kept going over and I think he was getting really annoyed that you kept finding things and needed him to come over to unlock. Don't make things hard to look through. Yeah. If I can't look through a glass, if I want to open a door and look at it, I'm sorry, but a worker is going to have to open it for me. I mean, it was right next to all the Nazi memorabilia that I found, so. <laughs> yeah, you were preoccupied. But look, it got us that cool Beatles book, the Yellow Submarine toy. Mm-hmm. I mean... I couldn't live without them. I'm glad that's what you're focusing on and not the astonishing amount of swastikas on things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. I have a musical hot take for you, Dill. Okay. Because this came on after I listened to um, fucking Misery Business by MGK. <laughs> okay. and it, it, uh, Welcome Home by Coheed and Cambria came on. And that is, I think that's the best chug of all time. Now I'm going to have to listen to it because I don't know it off the top of my head. Is it new? No, 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 no. This was off. So it's old. This is when they were like first blowing up. They did it. It was on a soundtrack for like, not District 9, but it was like an like an animated movie. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome. It's like, it's, that's why I hate Coheed so much because I love that song so much and none of the rest of their songs are as good as that. Well, shoot, now we got to listen to it. Yeah, it's really It'll probably make it. They're kind of metal, right? Uh, sort of. They're more hard rock metal. Sure. Yeah. That's, I was thinking about that too for next month. I'm really going to skirt the line quite a bit with some hard rock and just yeah. call it metal. So, especially with 80s and 90s, like mm-hmm. I do not know 80s and 90s metal. 90s especially. I mean, Pantera, Metallica. You'll, you'll yeah. get there. Yeah. So what we're doing next month, though, we're doing like through the decades. Yeah. Super interesting, right? Um. 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s, like metal. I would have loved to do oh. 70s, because um, 70s has some actually really cool metal. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. just pick all five Black Sabbath songs, because <laughs> that's the only one I like. <laughs> sure. All right. You ready to get into it? I guess. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Off the Beat Clef. This week, we're doing I Just Want to Know What Happens When I'm Dead, the EP from Hot Milk from 2021. Yeah, we are. So let's get into it. Alright guys, we're here. We are doing I Just Want to Know What Happens When I Die, the EP from Hot Milk from 2021. How's everybody feeling? Great. Uh, we got Kev here, and we also got Zoe, my wife. My, my wife. My wife. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're going to say? This yeah, is your second time on. It is. What'd you bring us? What do you mean? you got to bring gifts. I don't have any gifts for you. You brought your wisdom. This is actually Zoe's pick. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's been slowly introducing me to hot milk. Um, she likes to take the phone and just put songs in the queue. So this is what she's come up with. 
and I thought it was pretty catchy. And when I saw they had a, a recent EP, I was like, hey, you want to come on and do it? So here you are. I'm always embarrassed of my musical choices that I show you. I'm afraid they're not going to live up to your quality. <laughs> you, guys, of... you guys are fucking married. Why would you be embarrassed by them? It's not like he's going to be like, oh, that's, that's it. That's the straw that broke my back. Fucking you, hot you, milk. You never know. <laughs> I guess that's true. But I, I still have that story of an ex that I dated that told me, like, unironically, back in, like, the the really bad days of Miley Cyrus that oh, yeah. she told me an artist I showed her was good, but it was no Miley Cyrus. And that's like etched in my memory forever. See, this is why I'm worried that I'm going to show him something. I'll be like, well, that's fair. This tops the Miley Cyrus moment. I'm, I'm not that snooty anymore. <laughs> we actually did a Miley Cyrus album like yeah. late 2020. So yeah, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. I fucking bukkake all over that album. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Like, I think that Miley Cyrus would have really liked that comment. Like, I certainly hope so. Yeah. With her backwards Jordan jersey on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. That was the bangers era. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, it was it was a weird era. Phone fingers everywhere. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Uh, so, Zoe, tell us how you found Hot Milk. Don't put this on me. I was randomly listening to music, and I found it one day. Was it like on a playlist or on Spotify? On Spotify somewhere. I don't know. When I drive home from work at 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm half delusional. I just put on random music wow. and find stuff. That's usually the best anyway. Yeah, I think the the song you actually showed me isn't on this EP. What was... No, it is. The first one I found is on the EP. It's the um, I Think I Hate Myself was the first song I found from them. Okay. I thought it was Candy Coated Lies, so... That's that's a couple other songs. A couple of songs I really like aren't on this one. Okay. Kev, give us your opening thoughts. My opening thoughts, Dylan and Zoe, are (laughs) as follows. Um... So I was like when you told me when I saw the name Hot Milk, I was like, okay, well, this could be literally fucking anything. So could be hot garbage. Could be hot garbage. Um, the the concept of hot milk is disgusting to me. So I was like, okay, well we'll see. Um, but when I turned it on, I was pleasantly surprised. Like I didn't know what to expect, but I wasn't expecting like early two thousands like pop punky like but oh, updated. Mm-hmm. Um, I was texting you earlier in the week, Dylan. I was like, it told I told you it reminded me of if Paramore started making music today, but also Brendan Urie was there, like a young Brendan Urie. That's because that guy, he sounds a lot like a young Brendan Urie to me. So um, it was really, really pleasant surprise for me. Um, and it was it was a trip for sure because there's some wildly different stuff on this album, but um, it's all good in my opinion. It, it just made, it didn't make sense, but it made me happy. So, so. Yeah, that that's kind of how I felt too. Like it's kind of, all over the place but we've been having the discussion of do we like eps more than albums yes. and at least for breaking down stuff it's like easier so it feels like i don't know if it's because it's less work and it's like less pressure to like go through an entire album but it also allows people to experiment mm-hmm. it's almost like a collection of singles and it doesn't necessarily have to be as cohesive we're not as like hard on it i don't think right and i liked all these because i'd heard like bits and pieces of every song but to hear it and how they were just trying to experiment with every song was kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, I was really excited to get into it. And we can start doing track by track here in a second. Uh, I got a little fun fact. They actually got on tour with Foo Fighters before they even released a song. That's cool. How did that happen? Just demos? I think just playing live. Interesting. Um, I, I didn't read up exactly how it happened, but it was one of the articles was talking about their new release and how uh, they were 
they kind of got their big break before they even released music, which is really interesting. But this is another UK artist for us. Um, yeah, I noticed that this morning. <laughs> you can hear her accent in, I think, track three. Um, we'll get into it later. But it was kind of crazy to, to realize that we've been really heavy-handed with our, our UK artists lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into track one. Zoe, we're going to get your thoughts first. No? You just keep putting me on the spot. I was, I'm very unprepared for all of this. Yeah, this snuck up on you when I told you about it a week and a half ago. <laughs> I don't know what day of the week it is or what's yeah. happening ever. Okay, uh, Kev, let's get your thoughts first on track number one, which is I just want to know what happens when I die. Which I, I agree with. I think everybody wants to know what happened when you die. So, you know, great. Um, so the heavily distorted bass to start it out is always something I'm going to love. Um, which no secret that we love bass. We are a bass positive <laughs> podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like the first 10 seconds, 10 to 20 seconds of this song, it gives me like really heavy CKY vibes. And I've talked about CKY before. We'll probably do some CKY at some point this year. Um, especially with the new Jackass movie out, it feels appropriate to do CKY. Um, but it, it quickly quickly settles into like that pop punk space I was talking about. And it just kind of soars from there. Um, it, and then, you know, it, what struck me immediately was the production quality of this. And it's like, you know, punk doesn't have to sound like shit. We talk about that all the time with metal and punk specifically, because those are our forms of music. Right. So it can still be good and it can still be punk and, but it doesn't have, you know, you can still be, but you can make it sound really professional and well done. And that was what immediately stuck out to me. Um, also I just love the line, are my skin and bones just a rental home? Like that's, that's the kind of like emo lyric that I hate, but also love at the same time because it is so endearing. You know what I mean? It's like, it's teen angst, but it's charming, you know? So I don't know. I, a great opening track. I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't know what the fuck to expect. So yeah, you said this was the first song you heard from them. No, 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 that was, I think I hate myself. Right. Um, yeah, that, that's a super funky bass to open an EP and just kind of getting into like her screaming, it's the end. I always like when people do like, I think my chemical romance opens an album called with a song called the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, no, it's the beginning, but you know that, don't you? Like those, it, those MCR boys <laughs> are so cheeky. They get me. Uh, but yeah, the, I like the distorted vocals, which kind of plays on the production yeah. quality. And it kind of shows how good the male singer is. Mm-hmm. This isn't just like a, a male singing in the background. Like these are two, they're dual singers. And I thought that was really cool. And she has such a huge voice for the chorus. Um, and I think they kind of let her take control on a lot of the choruses, which is fine with me. And I like the little push and pull with the dual vocals. Um, they have a little epi- They talk about the pandemic epidemic. There's an living in an epidemic in my head is one of the lyrics. And I feel like any 19-year-old girl would kill to have that as her Twitter bio right now. <laughs> um, starting the last chorus with a stripped-down acoustic hushed vocal, then exploding with the rest of the chorus kind of reminds me of like mid-aughts. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Michelle Branch lately, and it's no surprise that I'm going to bring her up, but she would do something like that, like strip it all the way down. That way the last chorus just has a little bit more meaning. It's what? So, it's so funny to me that your touchstone for mid-aughts music is fucking Michelle Branch. 2002, that's... <laughs> yeah, I get it, but it's like Michelle Branch is just... It's just an odd pick, Dill. Hey. You like what you like. We're going to we're gonna cover her album one day, and you're going to be like, I'm eating crow. 
No, I won't. I guarantee you I won't. I'm going to say this is a fine album <laughs> that's just okay because that's what Michelle Branch is. How dare you? She is She is as mid as mid gets, but No, she's everywhere to me. <laughs> and when I close my eyes, it's her I see. Okay, bud. I was just quoting her song. That's what what you got, though? <laughs> what? I'm just laughing at everything happening. Um <laughs> The beginning of the song reminds me of like Scott Pilgrim for some reason, sure. like the baseline coming in, then it kind of changes to something else. Like, I don't know. It's probably a bad comparison to things, but that's what the beginning of this reminds me of. And just all of the emo lyrics are anything that I would get like a horrible tattoo of, right. like a tramp stamp that has any of these lyrics. And then later I would regret it. But at the time I'd be like, man, I'm so cool for having these emo lyrics written anywhere on my body. I mean, are my skin and bones just a rental home is a great fucking tattoo. Mm hmm. Have that like above my butt crack, right? Or like on your ribs. <laughs> there was a song lyric that says like, "I'm not sentimental. My skin and bones is a rental." So it's mm-hmm. kind of similar. I had that as my Instagram bio for like two years. So. Yeah, yeah. So, it all yeah. tracks. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, kind of off the Scott Pilgrim thing. Like I can imagine young Neil just taking center stage, opening a. a you're not a big Scott Pilgrim guy. I still have never seen it. Oh God, you're gonna love it. You're going to love it. I know. I've, I've been told that by many people over the years. Twitter thinks it's that. highly problematic, but... I'm sure. Anything is highly problematic. <laughs> fuck, fuck Twitter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And TikTok. Um, let's get into track two. Uh, Woozy. Where the last song was alt with a capital... Or alt rock with exclamation on the rock. This is more alt capitalized and rock lowercase. It's got a lot bouncier beat. And if there was like an emo bingo chart, calling yourself a masochist or a martyr would be on the list. <laughs> and I think we cover masochist pretty pretty heavily in this mm. song. Um, that was really all I had. This is probably my favorite song on the the EP, just because it's got such like a a cool sound, and I felt like it was like the best of all the worlds that we experience in this EP. So, what you got, Kev? That makes sense to me because I got a very heavy like. Machine Gun Kelly vibe from this. And I know you love Machine Gun Kelly, his punk stuff anyway. Um, and that's why I went on the little trip that I did on the way over here, listening to the um, his Paramore cover and then being disgusted and then listening to that Paramore album. It just, it has that like feeling of Travis Barker's like, he puts like trap beats as a bed and then does drumming over it. So it's not like super, <clears throat> it's not super one way or another. It just feels like a good blend. And that's why I think Tickets to My Downfall was good, but everything else kind of sucked after was like, it lost that like that same feel. Yeah, I don't hate the sound. It's just a more modern sound than we got from the last track. And I, growing up when I did, this was what was, this that sound was what was popular for me in high school. And that's the kind of punk I grew up listening to. So mm-hmm. it's just more comfortable for me. Um, once the chorus hits though, we're kind of back in that comfort zone that I'm, that I'm familiar with and love. Um, and I don't dislike, I like kind of countered your point on the last song. I don't dislike the male vocalist, but the female vocalist is just heads and shoulders above for me. And I would love to hear an album with just her, even though I know it would just sound like a Paramore ripoff. But that's okay, <laughs> because um, I think as we'll establish over the course of this episode, I've fallen deeply in love with Paramore again. So, um, yeah, I just like I said, this is it's a cool track. It's just not quite my vibe, but it's not a bad song by any means. I just prefer the other stuff that I heard from the first song before. So, if this was the first track, I probably would have liked it a little bit more. Mm. What you got, though? I say this song 
I had a fight wanting to skip it really bad because mm-hmm. I don't the beginning like the opening portion of it is not my favorite but once the song actually like gets into it I really like it yeah. so it took me a little bit to figure out if I like the song or not just because while driving out of fight the urge just not not want to listen to it but once I started listening to it it is again probably one of my favorite songs on the track yeah we I'm guilty of it too, like Lemon Law. Like if I don't know in ten seconds, I I give up on it. Huge skipper, dude. I like especially when I don't really when I just put shit on random. I'll just I'll I'll just skip songs until I get to my destination. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. won't listen to music. So I I hundred percent get that urge. It's it's tough. So it's probably good this song was second because that bass to open the EP, you're not going to change that. Yeah, hundred like, percent. You're in Scott Pilgrim. He's in there fighting the uh, all the people that he fights throughout. His the whole movie. Anyway, that was really awesome. <laughs> Good mental picture I just painted there. This is a great synopsis. Anyway, what else you got though? That's really it. That's it. It was, it? Just, it was mostly just the fact that I really liked it, and just mm. you know, it takes a second to settle into, and really, yeah. But once it does, it, it does have that pop punky vibe where it's easy to enjoy it. It's not. It's a good listen. It's an easy listen mm-hmm. once you get there. So track number three, the good life. What you got, Kev? Um. I'm doing odds. We're, it's really bad sign that I'm already in the weeds. And we've, only done, we've only got five two, songs and we got lost halfway through. Yeah. Sorry, I was just staring at you. I was like, okay, I guess we're going. Uh, anyway, uh, The Good Life, track three. Um, we get more fucking chunky bass to open. Like, I'm, I fucking love this shit. Like, I think that brought me back in. I mean, like I, like I said, I didn't hate the last song, but it was just like, wasn't quite my speed. But this brought me back in fully into the EP. Um, and it's, the bass stays even through the first verse where it's just, it's at that bass line, the male vocalist, and like a really, really buried synth line. You can almost barely hear it unless you have your volume all the way up. It just gave it a really like cool, I, I call it punk wave. <laughs> I don't know if that's an actual genre, but it's like, if like vapor wave and punk met mm-hmm. in a very bass heavy way. Uh, it's just really, really cool. It's something I wasn't expecting. Like, I, I thought I knew what the vibe of this this album or EP was going to be, and this kind of flipped it on its head completely. Um, and what struck me immediately listening to this was, like, the fullness of it. Like, there, every nook and cranny that they could fill with sound, they did, but not, like, in an un- uncomfortable way. It just, it it's very, very full, and I enjoy that quite a bit. I mean, I talk about, like, putting proper space into stuff, but if you can fill... If you can fill a space in my ears and not have it be uncomfortable, that's also super impressive to me as well. Uh, so yeah, it was just really, really enjoyable listen to me. Um, and then the instrument, the instrumental outro is just really fucking cool. It's just like twenty seconds of them just being fucking kick-ass <laughs> artists. So um, yeah, awesome, awesome song. What you got? Just these emo lyrics again, really. Yeah. The The opening is, I woke up from a bad dream, had this feeling since I was 13, tried to forget the world that I had seen. Just the most existentially crisis-y lyrics yeah, that just, I, mean, I don't know why, but they've been really getting me lately. I feel like my emo phase is coming back around mm-hmm. aggressively and Hot Milk is feeding it the, <laughs> the whole way. Not a single one of these songs in this album doesn't have some sort of lyric that you're like, yeah. My my thirteen year old self would have really connected with this again, like Paramore, where you're just like, you feel it. And as a thirteen year old girl or a teenage girl, I would have been all about that. Yeah, I think the whole thesis of this song is like, don't buy into the life they're trying to sell you. Mm-hmm. Which for them, like they just got signed to a major label, so it might be like a self reflection. It might be like a don't fall into the trap we did. I mean, I don't know necessarily, but 
it is kind of like a good like don't feed into the lies that the internet tries to convince you of you know like if you spend too much time on the internet everyone knows it just rots your brain and so i really like this song for that i think it has the the most meaningful lyrics outside of just sure. like introspection um but yeah i don't really have anything else bes- besides talking about that that bass riff to start the song it's it was like oh yeah that's sexy i just and, love that it sticks around after they like bring in the music and then it drops back. Oh, so good so yeah good. you chase it throughout the entire song which is really <laughs> cool um it has a weird the end crowd vibe, which might be a, dating me a little bit, but it's like back in the 2010, 2012, there was a lot of bands that were like not necessarily mimicking Paramore, but just like taking Paramore and expanding on it. Sure. So the, they had dual vocals kind of like this, and they like did a really good job of doing back and forth. It almost felt like a play at mm-hmm. times because only plays really do that like back and forth singing and like interacting with one another and i always thought that was really cool so to hear something like that again and hear their dynamic uh without like either one sounding better or worse than the other i thought was really cool and uh yeah that's really it let's get into track four i think i hate myself Mm -hmm. i say this every morning as i wake up i fucking (laughs) hate myself there's no thinking about this one (laughs) yeah i know uh actually this plays into uh self-loathing is the most relatable thing for all three of us uh, talking about this this EP on this podcast, <laughs> I think uh, the one thing we all have in uh, in common is just like truly needing someone to tell us we are okay <laughs> yeah. because we are not convinced. Yeah, um, misery loves company, <laughs> but um, but this is almost like an '80s pop song, which yeah. is really cool. Uh, I think every song has been like cleverly different, and to like get that like bounciness, and you like almost move your shoulders with it. Um, and this is another good example of the split between the male and the female. Uh, the female does the verses the first time, and then the male does the verses the second time, and they sing the choruses together. They didn't have to do something different on every song, but they did, and I really appreciate that. Yep. What you got, so? So this is the first song that I'd ever heard by Hot Milk. Um, I found it at a weird time over the summer where I think I, think I Hate Myself really, really spoke to me, um, <laughs> as it still does. But... I don't know the lyrics and everything. This is the only song of all of them where I can, I will belt it out in my car driving around, and that's what I've been doing the past few days. Is but. it a, a Windows Up or a Windows Down song? Well, it's cold out, so it's a Windows Up song. Well, if, like, would you be embarrassed to sing this out loud? No, I would fully drive to work mm-hmm, in yeah. uniform with my Windows Down sing this. A hundred percent. This whole EP is a Windows Down EP, I think. Because mm-hmm. I, like, I was, I had my Windows Down driving through Hamilton tonight listening to this, and I was like. Yeah, this feels right. I'm not embarrassed by this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Hamiltonians. <laughs> um, sorry, were you done, though? I'm sorry. No, I was good. I was, I was giving you a validation okay, for that one. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't think you were shaking <laughs> no, your fist at anger a, in me. No, that was a... a I agree on. with your statement. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, like I fucking hate electric drums. I hate them so much. Like, it's my biggest gripe with Michael Jackson songs. I love Michael Jackson to death, but I really want to, like, take all of his songs and just put real drums on them. Now, I understand that most artists use some sort of drum kit in their, a lot of their songs now, but in a metal or punk setting, it just doesn't sit right with me. That being said, that's just my general feeling on electric drums. In this song, it feels really good. It, it, it feels like nostalgic in the correct way. It's kind of what we talk about all the time, taking something from the past and making it sound new. 
like paying homage to and not just copying. So I think they did they they pulled that off here really well. Um to the point where if they like remade Breakfast Club, this they could drop this in there and it would be perfect. This would be this they gave me huge like John Hughes vibes 100% and that was a really cool feeling for me because again, I wasn't expecting to think of like an eight like eight, to me like the movies in the 80s were fucking awesome. Like I love watching 80s movies. They just have a really cool that's why Stranger Things is so popular, right? Because there's just something about the feel of that era of filmmaking. It was just there was something earnest about it and um and the fact that this track reminded me of that feeling it was really cool. So the the drums get a pass in this one. <laughs> um and the when she like almost whispers, "Give me sex and cigarettes." Fuck, dude. My my peepee tingled just a little bit, just a little bit. That shit fucking turned me on, bud. I fucking love that shit um, because that's kind of how I've been feeling. I just need some sex and some cigarettes. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, great fucking track. I didn't expect to like it when I first. I was like, fuck, that's I, that stupid fucking Tom hit on electric drums. I hate, but it works here. So yeah, I I think the the line of being corny and being successful is very. They tow it a lot in this EP, yeah. and they pull it off. I th- and I think it's because they like buy into it. We talk about yes. that a lot. Like, if the the difference between something being good and being bad, I think, is people actually believing in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so these songs aren't just like throwaway pop songs about breakups. Like these are introspective songs that are like have some meaning. And so they're singing with a little bit more veracity. I think so. Yeah. Um, so track number five split personality split personality um excuse me what the fuck is this intro it makes it makes no sense and when i heard it i was like i had to check to make sure i was listening to the same album still because it's so wildly different from everything else it's like it's just a hard rock track we're just now listening to hard rock and it's and i'm fine with it then this and as i was listening to it there's like some electronic elements in there that are different but um, this again, the, the heavy, heavy toms and throughout this entire track are fucking completely redeem the electric drums from the last song. Um, it, it's, it, it's just a great, this is my favorite track on the album. I, it's fucking great. Um, I think it, because it reminds like tonally, like the tone from the guitars remind me of CKY and I love CKY. Um, again, that kind of comes, they had to have listened to them at some point because they have a very specific like guitar tone and sound. And this sounds to me, at least a lot like something CKY would have done. Um, yeah. And I don't really know why, but this stands head and shoulders above the rest of the EP for me. Why do you hate it? Oh, uh, this is my least favorite song oh, on no. the album. Same. Oh, guys, this song fucking kicks ass. <laughs> I fucking love this song, dude. Metal guy likes... <laughs> likes the hard rock song. Yeah. yeah. You'll figure. I, I definitely like more of like the the pop punk kind of thing. Can, and so... <laughs> Go ahead. So obviously other songs are... Sure. Ones that I pick out and like more, mm-hmm. but... I knew it was coming because I saw you both shaking your head. I was as I was like gushing about this song. No, we we discussed it before. Like, <laughs> what's your favorite song? We both said Woozy. What's your least favorite? Like, and it's probably because we listened to most of this together and we mm-hmm. lived together and like our music tastes are kind of melding. Sure, but so are your and I's. Yeah. Um, but what what else you got? So that's really all I had. I was just um, like, this is <laughs> of all of them. This yeah, is the one sure. that I connected with the least. Again, it still has those awesome lyrics and everything, but just the sound of it isn't 
it doesn't match with the rest of the no, the EP at all. I agree with that 100%. It was a complete shock to the system. And with the pop punk stuff drawing me in, this uh-huh. one was one I was like, that's this is weird. I I it's good. It's not a bad song. Sure. It's just of all of them it, to me was the hardest to listen to. I, I I felt like it this was the most forced song on the on the EP just because it was an attempt at heavier music. Like we've done all these songs and like we're giving the kids what they're clamoring for, but we're going to go heavy. And, you know, and like, <laughs> it's okay. But it reminds me of a band called Sleeping With Sirens. Mm-hmm. This guy has, like, such a high register of a voice that people mistake him for a girl all the time. And he, like, gets harder sometimes, I think, just to, like, wow people. Sure. And I don't know. It, trying to be metalcore is just, like, I don't know. It reminds me of, like, early 2010s. And I lived through that, so sure, like sure. I just, I wanted, I don't, I didn't want anything more. I liked that they tried something different. And on a five song EP, if four out of five songs are crushing for me, like that's good enough for me. Um, I'm not gonna skip this track because I think it makes the EP more well rounded because it is five songs with completely different sounds. But um, I like the chorus and the screams are just okay. <laughs> it's funny because Woozy is my least favorite track. Different strokes for different folks. I guess so. This one is like the most, I think, weirdly out of place for their band. As listening to like other songs they've done, like they definitely have more of like a a pop punk kind of vibe. And so this one definitely is like an odd one for them. Oh, yeah, totally. I agree with that 100%. But for me, who comes from more of like a hard rock metal background, this, this to me was like going from drinking a vanilla shake and then. All of a sudden, I've got chocolate in my mouth. Yeah, right. Yay. <laughs> I mean, kind of to touch on my closing thoughts, that's why I appreciate this album is because up until this point, we've only gotten singles from them. Yeah. Singles and singles and singles. And an EP is where you can kind of expand your sound a little bit. And yep. if they are going the harder direction, that's cool. So to like get the bad one out of the way, not necessarily the bad one, but something where you're figuring, figuring things out. out. Yeah figuring out tones and stuff like that. So they have so many different directions they can go. And I think that's why it's so exciting for them because this is their first release outside of singles. And they're such a new band that uh, it's just an exciting time for them overall. And I really enjoyed the the EP. You know, it's funny because now that I'm thinking about it, because I did a, I think I did a CKY song for like song of the show maybe. And I remember you not loving it. So that makes sense to me that they, you didn't like this track because you didn't really love the CKY track either. I think it was in one of our playlists over the summer. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's what it was. Um, it would shock me because I thought you would like it quite a bit, but you didn't end up liking it, which is okay, totally. I just misread the room. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I I loved like Bamar and Jaren all them bro- growing up, so I I probably just need to like hear it outside of the context of a playlist. Sure. Yeah. So, what's your closing thoughts? I say this is one of the few bands that like I like I said I flip through songs and like we'll go on like the new like new alternative music and just like flip and flip and flip until I hear something that I like this is one of the few ones where I can also go and like listen to pretty much any song they put out and just generally enjoy them a lot of them are pretty hit or miss like artists where it's like oh I like this one song but it just is I feel like it's feeding to the masses where like this is what's popular now so you're kind of going that direction but right Hot Milk as a whole, just, I feel like I can listen to them, just put it on, shuffle. I mean, they don't have a ton of songs, but just, you can enjoy everything they have. And I really like that. There's also something really exciting about being like at the beginning of a band where they don't have a lot of shit yet. 
So you can feel like you can you can hold that above anybody else that discovers them after you. It's like I was here when they were just releasing singles. You you fucking poser. There's nothing better than having musical superiority over another person. Yeah, getting in on the ground floor makes it feel like you're they're your band. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, man, that's I, I think I talked about that with um, Thank You Scientist. It's like I want them to blow up, but at the same time, I don't want them to get any bigger because I want them to be my thing. Thank You Scientist is my band. Nobody else can like them but me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think um, just generally, like I said before, like this was a pleasant surprise to me. I mean, even getting that like little hard rock morsel at the end was really cool for me because um, I've talked about it before. I think we talked about it with metal, like with uh, Ginger. Um, they uh, the fact that they can switch up styles within a song is always really cool to me, but make it still sound cohesive. This EP still sounds cohesive to me. Like there's an over there's a sound profile that sticks throughout, even though they're doing different shit. And that to me is a good collection of songs, whether it be an EP or an album or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, if you can put a collection of songs together and it sounds cohesive, that to me is a good band and a good album. Um, so yeah, I, I fucking love this. I, it's there wasn't a hit, there wasn't a miss for me. There's just songs I liked less than others. So um, yeah, this was a really really fun experience for me, and it was good to do an EP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it was uh, a nice quick hitter, especially after the the heavy stuff we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, Let's get into songs of the show. I'll do Ben's and you can do Louis. Sure. And then uh, we'll get into our songs of the show and wrap up. Uh, Benjamin Carter says, song of the show submission. Hey, boys, I don't know if I'll be on time, so you'll finally get a short email. Hot Milk OP was a fun, a fun little jaunt. Mm-hmm. I really dig the opener. Uh, my song of the show is You're Going to Love Again by Nervo, a DJ duo of twin sisters from Australia. Nervo was one of the first female acts to really make it big in EDM, and this is a classic. Hastily writing at work, Benji, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, that was still a pretty, not not short email. It was good. It was good. <laughs> it was an appropriate length. Yeah. Um, and we listened to this right before we recorded, and um, I was like, I know exactly what this is going to be. And it was, it's like that, I call it 2015 Big House, just because that's the year I associate with that sound, like Swedish House Mafia, shit like that, Avicii, stuff like that. Um, but it's got that sound. If you know what Swedish House Mafia sounds like, you know what this song sounds like. So, yeah, good good track. I like it uh, just because I like that style of music. And um, I don't know. What would you think, Bill? Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it was fine. I didn't give it a, a whole lot of thought besides, like, our, our initial reactions when yeah. we were listening to it. It was just, you know, very reminiscent of the times that I actually went clubbing. Yep. And it was a very short-lived time back in, like, 2012-ish. Mm-hmm. So, Zo, thumbs up or thumbs down? Medium thumb? It was fine. Yeah. Like <laughs> medium thumb. W- would you go? Would you run to that song? Yeah, that's probably a better oh, yeah. one for me. I was a freshman in high school in 2012, so I wasn't really clubbing then. <laughs> yeah, um, I was already dropped out of college in 2012 <laughs> and had been working for five years. So yeah, I'm fucking old as shit. I'm turning 35 in a couple weeks, and I'm fucking. I might kill myself. No. <laughs> Give me a couple more weeks with hot milk. I'll be hanging from a noose, bud. <laughs> but in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. In a, but I love it. <laughs> no, but I love it. In a self-discovery type of way. Um, in an autoerotic kind of way. Yeah. Uh, don't watch BoJack. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I'm not suicidal, guys. I promise. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> moving on to Louis' email. Uh, he titles it, Could I Trouble You for a Glass of Hot Milk? Um, first things first, uh, how about that crunchy bass intro to start things off? Hot Milk is like a better version of Skillet with electronic drums. 
Uh, my favorite track was Split Personality. So, what do you know? Mm. Um, to round out Feminist February, my song of the show is I Just Found Out About Love by uh, the Gracie Fox Big Band. Gracie Fox is a 19-year-old trumpet player slash student from Jersey who put together an all-female band that plays mostly original compositions. Uh, this is their first release from their forthcoming album, and it slays. Yeah, I'm certain... Jesus Christ, hold on. I'm not, I'm not... I just had a stroke. I'm not certain on who the singer is, but damn, does she have some pipes. And I agree. Um, when I was listening to this on the way over, um, I like big band brass sounds. Um, did you not listen to it? No, we listened I wasn't... to it like on the TV as you were walking sure, in, so sure. we might have missed it. Um, it was. It's great. Yeah, if you like big band brass and like... 1930s smoky songs this is right up your alley and for me that's right up my alley so uh and the vocalist as soon as she comes in it's like this really it's a really powerful vocal and i was like i immediately was like oh yeah and i i sent it to alec immediately because this is alec's shit yeah um but yeah i loved it um good pick lou Mm -hmm. so what you got for your song of the show mine is uh go fuck yourself by royal and the serpent um (laughs) ph it's yeah go and then yourself is just you are self Mm -hmm. um it's a weird song it's kind of like a talk singing song Mm -hmm. but the chorus part where they say go fuck yourself multiple times it feels feels like a power ballad and i don't know i'm into that right now for feminist february just anything that's a little raunchy and female singer i'm about right now this this girl seems like a step on you with with her, uh, her stilettos, stilettos yeah, yeah. Just, wearing like all leather, want to step on somebody, destroy your balls, huh? Yeah, just, yep. I'm really getting like some sort of weird like sadomasochistic vibe right now from Feminist February from you guys, and yeah, yeah, I definitely want my balls to be stepped <laughs> on. <laughs> that was the whole point of Feminist February was to let people know. Um, I'm definitely into ball torture. <laughs> this is my coming out party. <laughs> I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> That's 100% untrue. Let's clear the record there. Yeah. Strike it from the record. Um, what you got for your song on the show, Kit? Uh, I have uh, Heaven's Alive by Lacuna Coil. Um, I, they, Lacuna Coil walked so Ginger could run. Um, they were the first like female-led, primarily female-led like metal-ish band that I was aware of. Um, they've been around since the late nineties, I'm pretty sure, but I got into them like in high school. So like early two thousands, uh, they're just really good. Uh, they good, powerful guitars, nothing crazy. Um, nice, clean female vocal. Uh, yeah, just cool, cool, cool band. Um, this might not be their best song, but it's the one I remember the most. And if you've heard a Lacuna Coil song, it's probably this one. Yeah. It does not sound like it came out in the early two thousands. Yeah. It sounds very current. Yeah. I think this album came out in Oh two. So yeah, her and Michelle Branch released on the same year. Oh, wow. Um, what do you know? Full circle. <laughs> my song of the show is not a female. I apologize. Yeah, but you're, it's, you're the one that broke it. That's the I know. one I didn't expect. I thought it was going to be me. I could not go another week without talking about Oliver Tree. Mm-hmm. He had a recent album come out, and he's just the weirdest motherfucker. But this song is called Cigarettes by Oliver Tree. The catchiest song you ever heard about like being addicted, having, having a vice that you can't let go of. Is so relatable and just like everyone telling you, like they call me ashtray breath. Like mm-hmm. this whole song is just so damn catchy and it makes me smile. So I've been listening to this album heavy, heavy, and I know Zoe's tired of listening to it, but I, you almost picked it for your song of the show, didn't you? Yeah, and I knew I couldn't because 
you've been listening to it. Mm. So yeah, yeah, you know it's bad when it's infected me. When I'm like, oh, I really want to listen to this song that Dylan's been playing fifty <laughs> times. It's the opening. the The opening guitar is like just an acoustic guitar. It's like and like as soon as that happens, like doesn't matter what he's saying. He could be talking about anything, but the fact that it's like a vice is so so relatable. Yeah, I mean, especially to me right now because I've had an, a hankering for a fucking cigarette in the last few weeks. Like, to the point where I had to talk myself out of buying a pack tonight before I came over. Yeah. So, um, this this really struck a chord with me. I'm not going to lie. Um, it, it made me laugh, though, because, um, I don't know. It, everything he says in the song is true. It's like, I'm killing myself quickly, shit like that, you know. Fill lo- me up with cancer, <laughs> shit like that. You know, I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't smoke anymore. Like, the, the whole, like, light 20 cigarettes at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's just uh, such a cool and... It's almost comedy, but you almost you also know like it comes from a place of like, hey, dude, you need to stop smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Well, it reminded me of the Vonnegut quote where it's like uh, smoking is the honor- only honorable form of suicide. So I always thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we did it. We did it. Um, so check out our Instagram. Instagram is at off the beaten cleft. Twitter is at off cleft. Uh, we have a YouTube and a TikTok off the beaten cleft pod. Uh, we are very bad about posting on those. Uh, Zo, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me and listening to my awkwardness. <laughs> no, I'm still adjusting to the podcast life. Yeah. Well, we'll have you on again for another playlist when for we sure. when we do the uh, the trash playlist. We'll we'll have you back on to redeem ourselves. Thank you. We need to do a butt rock playlist. I was thinking about that on the way over. Yeah. Just straight up butt rock. A lot of hooba stank. <laughs> lips of an angel. Oh, lips of an angel. We're gonna have to fight over that. <laughs> I know. We might have to physically fight for that. There's another one on that album that I actually like from Hinder. Oh boy. There's two. <laughs> oh, no. Who knew? Uh, but thanks for listening, guys. And uh, oh, I guess we should talk about what we're doing next week. Yes, we should. Um, we're gonna do Metal March, mm-hmm. but we're gonna do it a little bit different. Or we're just gonna go through the decades. Um, I guess we're gonna start with 80s. Yes. Which is perfect that you're hosting it because I'm not confident in 80s metal. So if you guys have suggestions, send it out on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye.